Hello there, this is Bernard Karras with another episode of My Movember, which is my own personal cancer story from 2013. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you heard my early episodes, just as a quick recap. In December 2013, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer, had surgery and so on. And in this podcast, I tell my own story and also tell some of my feelings and some of the things which happened to me during the times. Luckily, I'm cancer-free today, but I want to reach out to all the people who are cancer victims. I want to give them hope and love. And I also want to encourage the people around these people, the people who care for cancer victims, the people who love them, to be there for them. And I want to encourage all the young men to go to the doctor, even if you're just 18. Testicular cancer strikes between 18 and 35 normally. So check your nuts. Find out of how you actually can check them out yourself, which is pretty easy. Tell your girlfriends or your boyfriends about it too. And share it with your friends. Don't be afraid of it. Finding out about testicular cancer early on is an important thing. It stops spreading the cancer throughout your body and your chances of survival are significantly higher. And testicular cancer, luckily, is one of the easiest curable cancers in the world. You find out a lot of information about cancer and men's health on Movember.com, the great foundation out there to stop men dying too young. In the episodes prior to this one, I told a bit about my diagnosis, the days after that, and the surgery which happened very quickly. And that happened just actually before Christmas Eve. I was going home then on Christmas Day. And the days after that were filled with a lot of love from the people around me, but also with a lot of fear because we had to wait for the histology reports to see what kind of stage that cancer was in, although we were pretty sure that it was an early stage. We didn't know, so it's something we had to wait, and this normally takes something like two weeks, and it's not fun to wait for during these two weeks, because you simply don't know. You have a feeling, probably, and my surgeon told me that he was confident that it was a stage one, but still, there was that waiting, and there was this big danger of dooming. I had, at that time, a wonderful, huge patchwork family, and it was lovely how they cared for me, but also for my daughter and the people around me. We spent some time with some of them in Upper Austria. I could rest, which was really important. I could sleep. And I could start kind of feeling almost like a normal life again. And to be honest, having people around you, at least for me, who love oneself are really important. And I'm grateful for everyone who was there for me during that really difficult time, who looked after me, who made fantastic meals, whom we laughed with, whom we played with, whom we had simply a good time with. So it was good. And today I want to tell you a bit of a different story from a friend of mine, because I think it's another form of caring for cancer victims, which is so lovely. 
And when I heard the story, I said, wow, I need to share that. In the family of one of my closest friends, actually, the wife of her brother was diagnosed with cancer and was given probably just a couple of years more to live. So it was an awful bad diagnosis for a young family. And the whole family, I think two brothers, a sister, the parents, you know, they were just normal people. They didn't have much money. But what they did, and I found it so kind, is that the brothers and the sister and the parents got together and just said, okay, we take whatever money we have and we put it in a pot and we give it to the cancer victim without any strings attached. If she wants to go out there to buy shoes, if she wants to go out there to go on a big trip, if she wants to go out there and do some special therapy, whatever it is, that's the money we have, that's the money we give. And we just give it to her um, so that she has something and she can kind of have some joy of her own, whatever it'll be. And I found that gesture so nice because it was actually a huge sum of money which these few people got together and these people didn't have much money. And it was also the thought behind it that she, the cancer victim, would actually know best what she could do and what would bring her joy. And it was not asking her for what she wanted. They didn't also wait for her to ask them for support, money, whatever it'll be. They just did it. And sometimes it's something I think we do that we just overthink things. If you have somebody around us who is suffering from any illness, and that might be cancer, that might be any other illness, that also might be actually depression, or who might just have a difficult time. Don't wait for them that they ask you for your help. Go there, don't ask questions, provide them with help. Provide them with something which will enlighten their day. And I found that story so beautiful that, yes, I did want to tell it to you. Back to these days between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Yes, I had to see my doctor quite regularly to check the wounds. But that was all okay. I couldn't carry anything. I was still very tired from the surgery. And yes, I was afraid. But with my fantastic family, I actually had the support out there, which helped me to at least for minutes and probably sometimes for half an hour, an hour to forget about the cancer and to forget about what I was worried about and probably all were worried about. I was happy that they don't, that they didn't speak about it all the time. They didn't ask me questions all the time about it. Yes, there were also times when we spoke about it, but kind of keeping that separate from time to time was really good and I'm really grateful for them. Thanks so much for listening to me today. 
And yes, I'll encourage you, please, don't wait for people asking for help. Go there and do something which will enlighten their day, which will make them happier. And that just can be that you take your phone and ring somebody up and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about you. That might be going somewhere and giving somebody a hug. Yes, that also might be just, you know, pulling all the money you and your friends have together and say, hey, you should have a great time. Do whatever with it, whatever you like. There are so many ways how we can actually bring joy to others that we shouldn't be concerned about it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Thanks so much for listening. Till tomorrow.